The PWC Network. What the world is watching and listening to. Subhan That's right, infidels. You found us here, channelattitude.com, Hameen Media Group, where you get the most real talk, the best reviews of all your favorite wrestling shows from AEW and WWE, Impact, and more, because we're going to break it all down with the best staff in professional wrestling at HMG. So you don't need to go anywhere else, because there's no five stars here. There's only $5 face slaps, infidel. Hello, so sign up today, channelattitude.com, Hameen Media Group, and join the Hameen Army for the most real talk in professional wrestling. YOLO! Four, three, two, one. Journalist. Would you say you're friends with Scott Colton? Uh, no. So you're not friends with him? Uh, no, no, no. Oh, wow. Well, that makes two of us. My point is, if you fancy yourself a journalist, even if it's for the silly world of professional wrestling, and you have journalistic integrity, people who report things mostly that are bullshit and slanderous lies against myself, if you are friends with somebody, you blew my spot. If you're not friends with them, I apologize but you should probably disclose who you're friends with. Um, I haven't had anything to do with Scott Colton in almost a decade. Probably wanted nothing to do with him even longer than that. It's fucking unfortunate that I have to come up here and speak on this when I'm on my time and this is a fucking business. Uh, why I'm a grown ass adult man and I decide not to be friends with somebody is nobody else's fucking business. But my friends, if I fall backwards, will catch me. Scott Colton, I felt, never would have. My problem was I wanted to bring a guy with me to the top that did not want to see me at the top, okay? You call it jealousy, you call it envy, whatever the fuck it is. My relationship with Scott Colton ended long before I paid all of his bills. I have every receipt, I have every invoice, I have every email. I have the email where he says, and I quote, I agree, to go our separate ways. I will get my own lawyer and you do not have to pay anymore. That's an email that I have. The only reason the public did not see is because when I finally had to counter sue him through discovery, we discovered he shared a bank account with his mother. That's a fact. And as soon as we discovered that fact and we subpoenaed old Marsha, he sent the email, oh, can we please drop all this? Now, it's 2022. I haven't been friends with this guy since at least 2014, late 2013. And the fact that I have to sit up here because we have irresponsible people who call themselves EVPs and couldn't fucking manage a target and they spread lies and bullshit and, and put into a media that I got somebody fired when I have fuck all to do with him want nothing to do with him do not care where he works where he doesn't work where he eats where he sleeps 
And the fact that I have to get up here and do this in 2022 is fucking embarrassing. And if y'all are at fault, fuck you. If you're not, I apologize. But what did I ever do in this world to go to deserve an empty headed fucking dumb fuck like hangman Adam page to go out on national television and fucking go into business for himself for what, what did I do? Dave, what did I ever do? Didn't do a goddamn thing. What's your name, sir? Fuck the Pittsburgh penguins. What are you doing, man? What are you doing? I made it really clear in Forbes, and I just want to make it clear again. Nick, it's when- not his position to make it very fucking clear. There's people who call themselves EVPs that should have fucking known better. This shit was none of their business. I understand sticking up for your fucking friends. I fucking get it. I stuck up for that guy more than anybody. Okay? I paid his bills until I didn't, and it was my decision not to. Yeah, but I shouldn't have no commented when Nick first said it. It's my I, fault. And I if I hadn't, it's my that. fault. It's my fault. I appreciate fault. that. I should have just I'm, taken a head on because you never said it. But I'm trying anything. to run a fucking business. And when somebody who hasn't done a damn thing in this business jeopardizes the first million-dollar house that this company has ever drawn off of my back and goes on national television and does that, it's a disgrace to this industry. It's a disgrace to this company. Now, we're far beyond apologies. Right, I gave him a fucking chance. It did not get handled, and you saw what I had to do, which is very regrettable, lowering myself to his fucking level. But that's where we're at right now. And I will still walk up and down this hallway and say, if you have a fucking problem with me, take it up with me. Let's fucking go. What's your question, Nick? Why now? Why, why is MJF back in the fold now? How do you both feel about him being around? How do you feel about the time he spent away? All of that. Well, if I may, I am the one who asked him to come back because uh, MJF's a big star in this company, and this is a, one of the biggest events. A year ago, CM Punk debuted here, and I thought it was right for the fans. And like I said, for the fans, I thought the best thing that we could do as a company was bring MJF back. Because he wants me to work with pricks constantly. That's, that's what it is. Nevertheless, uh, it, Two of the top wrestlers in the world, MJF and CM Punk. Could be oh, a big match down the line. Sorry to keep bringing this fucking up, but I've never spoken his word, and I don't know how long, so I'm a little fucking pissed off about it. When it came down that he was going to sue me, I asked to talk to him. He refused. I asked for mediation. It was denied. I offered him money. He said it was not enough. He went ahead with the lawsuit and sued it's his fucking funeral. I don't care. He shares a bank account with his mother that tells you all you need to know about what kind of character that is. I appreciate it, Nick. I'm sorry if I'm a little fucking snippy. I'm hurt and I'm old and I'm fucking tired and I work with fucking children. I regret not answering your question the first time you asked it. Yeah, I should have just taken a head on like I did with Blake and Forbes recently. We're all learning here, Tony. It's okay. Thanks. Thanks. This is from Mindy's Bakery, by the way. It's a great place in Chicago. If you like pastries and baked goods, I suggest you go there. They're closed on Mondays and Tuesdays, though. Uh, Sorry about all that, man. All right, thanks. So I've asked questions of presidential candidates in my old life. I don't think I've ever been as nervous as I am right now, but I'll I'll direct this one to Tony. Um, You saw the reaction MJF got when he came back out at the end of the night. 
do you have any worries that um, you know, he was cheered in Chicago while CM Punk, hometown guys in the ring. Do you have any worries about um, MJF kind of, he got pure booze before. He was a, one of the last pure heels left in wrestling that didn't try to get cheered. And now he's sort of set up as this anti-authority figure. Do you, do you worry about what that means for the psychology going forward, especially if he's going to take on Punk? I think the fans want to see great wrestling matches. MJF's the top wrestler. CM Punk's the world champion, the top wrestler in the world. And I think having the top contenders, whoever came out of this match tonight, MJF sets up as a great challenger. And now CM Punk uh, is the world champion. MJF being back. A lot of fans were excited to see it, but anytime somebody makes a comeback in the world of wrestling, generally you get a really big reaction. Am I worried about it? No, not really. Like we have one of the most charismatic, popular professional wrestlers in the world right here. And frankly, the fans can react however they want. That's what's great about AEW and pro wrestling. I'm not trying to tell people what to think. This is a really compelling story. People were emotionally moved. People are calling that a great ending. And I'm really glad people liked it. But the fact is it was a great match and it was a great ending. And now we'll see what happens on Wednesday. I'm not going to comment on that. I'll tell you why I'm upset about it. Is because if you're an EVP, you don't try to middle your top baby face. Try to get your niche audience that's on the internet to hate him for some made-up bullshit rumor. Really pisses me off. Stepping on your own dick. Trying to fucking, you know, make money, sell tickets, fill arenas. And these stupid guys think they're in the seat of
didn't know he was a Bills fan, Taz. Oh, come on, you kidding me? He loves the Bills. Yeah, you guys watch a lot of games together? Uh, not really. What a reaction. Oh, he's the man. Buffalo, New York! The devil is back! Now listen up, Buffalo. First things first, who's excited to see MJF? Lord knows I am, guys. I love Buffalo, New York. Hell, the greatest quarterback of all time, Josh Allen, is from Buffalo. Now, we're gonna get down to brass tacks a little bit here, okay? Last time you guys saw me, I might have said some offensive stuff. I'm just being honest. But I think we can all agree Just kidding, right? I mean, honestly, everything I said, I love AEW, guys. I'll never leave this place. AEW! AEW! And guys, when I called you all stupid marks, I didn't mean it. I was just kidding, because without you, there's no MJF. So how about a round of applause for yourself, huh? Sweetheart. What are, now, what, are we, what are we watching? It's about time I have to address the big fat smelly elephant in the room. And no, ma'am, I'm not talking about you. I'm just kidding, honey. We'll meet up after the show. You're gorgeous. Now, as you know, our world title has been vacated. There is. Don't boo. Don't boo. Hold on. There is going to be a tournament of champions to crown a new AEW World Champion. And if there's one thing we can agree on, I know one guy who deserves that championship. But I'm all about working smart, not hard, Buffalo. So I'm not gonna do that tournament. Do you know why? Because I got a chip that guarantees me a title shot any damn time I want. And also, don't know if you heard, Tony's also paying me a boatload of freaking money. Now listen. Now hear me out, hear me out, hear me out, hear me out, hear me out. Hold on, God. Seriously, I only have so much time allotted. Shut up, please, Jesus. All right, listen. Come on, hold on a second. If there's one thing I know to be true, it's that right now you might think we're in dark times, but we're not. What we need is leadership. And I cannot think of one more person more trustworthy. Now let me tell you a story. There was once a wise Jewish man and his name started with an M. And when his people were meek and weak and they needed help, he split the sea wide open 
and he walked them straight to the promised land. Buffalo, I'm not telling you I'm Moses, that's ridiculous. I'm better than Moses! I'm gonna win that world title because my name is Maxwell Jacob Friedman and I'm better than you! You, you are absolutely full of crap. So let me get this straight, Jonathan. You think I'm not being sincere here in Buffalo, New York? In front of all these grotesque, poor lard asses who have quite possibly the worst football team in the history of the United States of America? He's back. He's back. You can only keep up the facade for so long, Taz. Not a speechless here. <laughs> Ah, well, there goes that Josh Allen uh, jersey. Go Jazz! Josh Allen sucks! Now, John, I don't know if you're a little bit woozy considering you went to sleep on Sunday. But maybe you got a point. Maybe, maybe I don't care about AEW. Maybe I don't care about these people. Maybe, just maybe, I look at the world title as nothing more than a bargaining chip that I can use for the bidding war of 2024. Maybe I take that title to a real wrestling company with real fans and real wrestlers like my friend and hero the American roller coaster, Cody Rhodes. And I'm holding the microphone, you bums! Keep your mouth shut! And maybe, just maybe, I get to work for a real boss, the only con in professional wrestling that's worth a damn, jolly old Saint Nick. Because to quote, the greatest wrestler of all time, and my personal hero, the game. That is what's best for business. Uh-oh. Dude, this is not the time, and this is not the place, and I am in no mood. You need to leave this ring right now or I will make you leave. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait a oh, second. second. Well, I'm gonna go right now. <laughs> JF Mox, let's do it. I hope Moxley knocks his ass right out. That might happen. Out. That definitely might happen. This is the chant of Moxley. Struggle with that shirt. Shirt's got him on a wrist lock. I don't like his chances against Moxley. But he the shirt. Okay, okay, big guy. You, yeah. you ripped the shirt off. Let's go. Mox just dominating the middle of the ring, saying, "Let's go!" And 
Hey, your theme music sucks, by the way. Now, Buffalo and New York, I am in no mood. I am pissed off. I am embarrassed. I am pissed off about a great many things, but none more so than the fact that I'm standing here without the AEW World Championship. The only material possession in the world that matters to me, but the belt itself is just metal, it's just leather, there's a bunch of, and you can buy one online yourself, put it up on your wall, that doesn't mean anything. What means something to me is what the AEW World Championship represents. And that means something to me, and that means something to a lot of people. The AEW World Championship represents passion for this sport, passion for this business. It represents the passion of the guys and girls in the back and the fans that fill the arenas and watch at home. Those three letters in the AEW World Championship, they represent heroes during a pandemic at a time when the world needed heroes. It represents the dream, the vision that we all had when we started this thing years ago. And we wanted to show the world just what wrestling could be. The AEW World Championship represents taking the dark and ugly side of this business and letting it die with another generation. The World Championship represents the freedom to be as great as you are willing to dare to be. The AEW World Championship means being better than I was the day before, even if it's just a little bit better, even if nobody notices but me. That World Championship represents slaying demons. That World Championship represents everything I love about this business. This is great. Very powerful, very passionate. I love it. But the fact remains on Sunday, I lost. And that's on me. That's my fault. I made mistakes. I got pinned. That's on me. I missed the game-winning shot. And I was supposed to be on vacation right now, like, till about two days ago. But here's another chance to take another shot when the game's on the line, this tournament of champions, and it's one hell of a shot. That's one hell of a big rock to push all the way to the top of hill, uh, the hill again. Chris Jericho, the greatest of all time. Brian Danielson the best pure wrestler to ever step foot in a ring, a better wrestler than I'll ever be. Darby Allen, Hangman Page, Sammy Guevara, three dudes all younger than me, faster than me, more naturally gifted than I could ever be. So yeah, that's a hell of a shot. But winners always want the ball when the game is on the line, the ace always wants the ball and I want the ball so hell yeah I'm gonna take the shot
Guys, I literally have goosebumps. This is powerful, man. Because this isn't just time to win. This isn't just the fourth quarter. This isn't just winning time right now. This is time to be a legend. Wow. Damn, baby, that was good stuff. John Moxley prepared to etch his name in stone. Wow. Just unbelievable passion and drive, determination. You can read the man's eyes, but hearing those words really opened up, brought us inside what he's thinking. Great, great comments, words. And could we be looking at the next AEW World Champion in John Moxley? But he is going to have to contend with some very heavy hitters, Taz. It's just a, a very, very dangerous, tough field, as you heard Moss mention. You know, an, an athlete like Chris Jericho, you know, seven-time world champion. Brian Damson, six-time world champion. Hangman, Hangman Adam Page. Uh, Sammy Guevara, uh, a three-time TNT champion. Dolby Allen. This is insane. Hello, everybody, and welcome. It's Wednesday night, and you know what that means. It's time for your favorite podcaster's favorite podcast about AEW Dynamite. It's time for the Wednesday Night Skirmish, brought to you by the PWC in association with the Hameen Media Group. Group. I'm Chris Ams. That's AMBS, like lambs with Noel or bullshit first thing in the morning. AMBS. I'm on with my usually unusual co-host with the most from the Port Phillip Coast. He's an idol to you, but a friend to me, Jimmy T of the PWC. Jimmy, how the fuck you doing, mate? It's clobbering time. That's how I'm doing, dude. I mean, after what happened at All Out in the back, I mean, let's be honest, guys. What happened backstage was more juicy than the whole pay-per-view itself. So... Yeah, man, I'm good. I'm actually quite happy, and I've got a smirk on my face, so I'm, I'm cool, man. Right on, right on. Well, also, you can forget prime time. You can forget crime time and lime time and any other kind of time that, it, that exists out there. Joining us from the city of brotherly love, sexy time, Kevin Panetta. Kev, how the hell are you, bro? What's up, Chris? It's a pleasure being here, and welcome, everybody, to my dollar kingdom. Um, I can't wait <laughs> yes. to talk about the drama more so than the show. What a shit show tonight, <laughs> fellas. <laughs> yeah it sure was man and we'll get to that <laughs> well 
I guess this is Jeff, but this is like me speaking over Jimmy every show. Seven track crack. And what do you know? Look, look, Kevin. Are you like in the future here? What's going on here, man? Seeing Punk isn't fired, guys. I'm hearing he's quietly fired, Kev, just quietly. No, it's clickbait, bro. That's clickbait. He's injured. He's conveniently not on TV. Well, they, that's true, too. He's not even suspended. He's going to come back, but he's not injured anymore. It's uh, too convenient. Hmm. It is, but we'll see. Well, Chris, what do you think, man? Well, all right. We can get into the all-out fallout, if you'd like. Um, no, CM Punk is not fired. Um, there was no actual fist fight in the back. Nobody really got oh. hit in the face with a chair. Um, this is a lot of this is a lot <laughs> of silly stuff being being thrown about. Wow. Um, look, I've been wrong before. Okay, I thought the Cody shit was was a work too, right? Because it just and I it, said it wasn't just quietly. You, you did, you did, and I'm <laughs> hey, listen, I'll, I'll give it to you, right? But this just comes across as like this is too silly to be real. If this is real, like. I, I don't know. It's the funniest thing that's ever happened in professional wrestling. This is not dramatic or scary or whatever. Like oh, this Chris, eight, ahead, eight weeks ago, the network didn't want uh, MJF there. And then, so you bring that guy back the day you have all this drama. If this wasn't a work, you don't bring MJF, the guy that the network hates for his saying fuck and calling out Tony Khan. That's the exact opposite of what you do. If this is a hundred percent legit, this story. Sorry. So let me so let me get this straight, guys. You both think this is a work? Both of you. I think it's highly, highly exaggerated. They went to the office and had a talk and said, let's make business out of this. Yeah. Well, personally, I think this shit is a shoot, right? And I'll tell you why. First of all, why are the Bucks and Kenny suspended? Why did they get stripped for? They're not. They're on vacation. They're back in Come Rancho on, Cucamonga fucking chilling. Come like, on, those, guys. <laughs> they're not suspended. Fuck, I man. can't believe you guys. Man, Dude, Come I on. swear I to God, you. when I took my fucking break this summer, we should have done like a whole bit where I was like, you know what? Fuck you, Jimmy. I don't want to fucking do this with you anymore, you piece of shit. I'm fucking leaving. And then everybody would have been like, oh, my God, look what happened. Yeah, but see, the, the difference with that, though, it would have been on the air, you see, whereas yeah. this wasn't even – on TV, it wasn't on their show. Heck, they didn't even acknowledge Punk or the Elite on well, Dynamite. So, yeah. How okay. do they put Hangman in the championship match if he's the one that started all this drama to begin with then? How unprofessional is that? Well, well, technically he didn't because, you know, he wasn't there. Apparently he was out of the building. He's a dim-witted dumb fuck that started CM <laughs> Punk in this drama, according to CM Punk. <laughs> oh, boy. Look. Punk is a bitch, all right? I'm a fan of his, but he's a fucking bitch. All right? It is what it is. I, I mean, I agree. Yeah, I think CM Punk is a gigantic bitch. But I think he's also a, like, I think he's a hyper-talented bitch. Like, I think he's a Shawn Michaels <laughs> yeah. type. Like, I wouldn't Absolutely. want to hang out with him. But it, don't except, say he can't fucking wrestle or he doesn't know what he's doing as a businessman. He, he's, he's fucking smart. But I'll, I will say this about what you guys think, right? And where it gives a bit of credit to what you guys think. I feel like this is cosplaying all over again, though. Yeah. You got CM Punk, who's Bret Hart, right? And you got the Elite, who's basically all Shawn Michaels, right? I mean, seriously, that, that's the only reason why I can think it's a work, right? But I strongly think it's a shoot, only because he's, this ain't nothing new from Punk. Police report would be public, by the way, too. We'd be able to see all True. this stuff already. Well, that was that was technically just rumor. We don't know if that's true or not. 
But if this is a work, this is the stupidest work I've ever come across, straight up. Well, I will say that uh, CM Punk said one thing that was 100% to shoot in that. And I know that as a, as a, as a Philadelphian, uh, Kev will agree with me on this, that Punk was 100% right when he said, fuck the Pittsburgh Penguins. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> fuck the Pittsburgh Penguins. <laughs> well, he's Punk's a Flyers fan, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, fuck the penguins. <laughs> fuck the penguins. Um, shout outs to all of our listeners in in Pittsburgh. We love you. Um, <clears throat> okay. Also, the other thing that uh, that got sort of released uh, recently that we know is not a work is is real. Um, Malachi Black was released from AEW today. I'm not sure exactly what's going on. There's been there's been rumors here and there, but I, I think that a lot of this comes down to he wants to be where um, you know where his family's at and where his wife is, and I don't blame him. I don't have any kind of hard feelings about it towards him. I don't think that they were using him right uh, in this company. I think that he debuted. He had a really cool entrance. I mean, one of the top three entrances, maybe I think the best entrance out of anybody in the, in the company, he's got a great move set. He can, he, he does everything properly. He can cut a good promo and they basically just had him running fucking circles with the dark order. Like hmm. there was nothing going on. He was, there was no improvement, no steps forward in the entire time that he was there. You know, I don't blame him for asking for his release. Uh, Jimmy, what do you think? Uh, Malachi black or Alistair black? It's definitely Alistair Black, that's for sure. But I will say this. This is another reason what gives credence to this whole shit being a shoot. And I'm talking about with Punk. First of all, you got Malachi Black, or should I say Alistair Black now, let's be honest, right? He He's not happy in the company. We know Miro ain't happy in the company. We, there's always, there's, there's another one that's not happy. Andrade wants out, right? <clears throat> Apparently, Thunder Rosa has asked for a release. Now, if this is so much, if all these guys and girls wanting their releases, surely backstage, it, it ain't all harmony, man. The, the chemistry ain't there in that locker room. If all those guys want releases, why would this shit be a work? So, in, in other words, I just think everybody, it's the, it's the inmates running the asylum. The, the elite is the new clique in professional wrestling. That's what they are. Hence why I said the Shawn Michaels of, of AEW. And Punk is essentially your Bret Hart. Everybody wants out. Nobody gets along. Everyone wants to go back to Triple H's WWE. And boy, has the momentum swung completely the other way. See, I, I really kind of feel, and I'll, I'll, I'll ask you for your comments on this here too, Kev, but I really kind of feel like they knew that there was a certain, uh, there was a certain percentage of the locker room who was going to see what was happening over in WWE and immediately go, um, I want my release sure. as soon as I can possibly get it. I'm just letting you guys know now. I'll work out my dates and everything, but like I want to go. I want to go where. Like I want to go back to the big show. And I mean, listen. Like if you're if you're a Malachi Black, if you're Alistair Black, um, you got misused in the WWE as soon as Triple H wasn't booking you. But the entire time he was booking you, you were a star. So. You know, if I'm him, I'm doing the same thing. Hey, listen, I, no offense, guys. Thank you for your time and thank you for assigning me and everything. But, like, I have an actual opportunity to go play for the big leagues now. And I know the guy oh. working there cares about me. Um, 
I think that they knew that there was a segment of their of their backstage that was going to do that anyway. And I think that this is a, an elaborate work um, in a way to like take advantage of that because let's be honest, the guys who were involved in this in this whole fucking nonsense, every single one of them guys, those are long term AEW guys. Punk is not going back to the WWE to no. be like, hey, Paul, we're cool. Because him him and Triple H do not like each other at all. Um, and the rest of these guys, they're EVPs or they're the best friends of the EVPs or whatever. I mean, that's what I think is going on here. Kev, what do you think, man? Uh, to me, it seems like the guys that they don't really care about are the ex-WDB guys that, that don't want to lay down. Uh, people went there to protect their character, which is they're, they're getting protected. They're not taking as many pins, uh, but they, they'll put like because Brian Danielson took a pin to uh, Daniel Garcia. They respect him more than they do Mira, who doesn't want to lose. It'll hurt his character. Uh, Malachi Black, who had hurt his character, didn't want to lose because uh, they want to play with each other. They want to lay down for each other. And these guys that don't want to do that, Andrade, who doesn't want to lay down for anybody, he's an ego too. It's a, it's a lot, a lot of egos, and it's definitely not the grass is certainly not greener. It's a little greener with Triple H now than it is in uh, Egoville with uh, the Young Bucks who think they're bigger than Miro, think they're bigger than Andrade, think they're bigger than the Hardy Boys even, too, which is kind of sad. It's just too many egos. There is. There definitely is. Um, by the way, um, just, just, just quietly, the Young Bucks are not the best tag team in the world. They are not the best tag team in the United States. They are not the best tag team uh in aew they are not the best tag team in california and if you give me a couple of days i can probably find a better tag team in rancho cucamonga fuck the young bucks 100 percent. i know i know we get lots of love from hmg and i know the boss is friends with the bucks and i'm glad the boss is friends with the bucks i'm very very happy for that I can't stand those fucking guys, either as professionals or anything that I hear about them backstage. Fuck the Young Bucks, 100%. Well, I don't think they're that bad. I mean, I can't stand them most of the times, but I will say this. I like them in New Japan. This time now, they're just egomaniacs, and yeah, they're spot monkeys, but you know what? They're good at what they do when in terms of spot monkeys. you got to give them that, and you know what? you got to give them credit. For killing the business, literally. Like they say, they really did change the game in terms of marketing, you know, yourselves and merch. No one does it better than the Bucks when it comes to that shit, man. Think about they, that for a minute. They're a living meme. Do you know how I know that, Jimmy? Yeah, well, why is that, Chris? Okay. They haven't been able to replicate that for anyone else. They've been in charge right. of AEW for how long? They have not been able to replicate those kinds of sales for anybody, not a single other person. And their sales went down in the last year or have so. They? We yes. Didn't know that. Yes, Cody they have. Did Cody's go up when he was there? Cody's had pretty good oh, I don't know. All I do know is Diodora are sponsoring the Young Bucks now, and you can buy their freaking shoes at like Foot Locker and, and I think Champion Sports or some shit. But the point is, even Diodora is sponsoring, so they're making money, bro. That's great. I'm telling you. Have you know they I mean? been able to replicate it with any other acts? Or is it just Do them? They want to. The, why they're should they? a meme. <laughs> they don't want to. And whatever. Look, power to them, man. Whatever, whatever they're trying to do, whatever ego trips they're on, it is what it is. You know what I, I mean? 
I like the Young Bucks as wrestlers. I don't like them as EVPs. I had them as my tag team of the year last year. They definitely are too big of spot monkeys, but as a heel, I do enjoy them as a heel group. Hmm. All right. Well, yeah, I mean, as a heel, they're fine. Because, I mean, I can hate them all day. It's great. It's wonderful. I like watching it when they're heels. Um, let's move on. Let's get the show started. We start off uh, we, we, start, we, we start off with TK. Um, he's in the back. He's giving a, a very wide-eyed promo. Hi, I'm TK. Oh. I'm, I'm oh. Tony Khan. And I'm I'm the I'm I'm the owner of AEW, and um, I'm just on here to let you guys know that like, dude, fucking blink! What the fuck is wrong with this guy? Um, he says that the world title and the trios titles are vacant. Um, fine. He says the trios belts will be won tonight um, between two teams that lost in the opening round of the tournament. So that's cool. That's cool. Um, and the, uh, the world title will be in a tournament that will begin tonight. Yeah. I didn't, I, I didn't like this, man. I didn't like the two teams that were going at it for those trios titles, man. You know what I mean? It's a shame that Malachi Black had to leave when he did. Cause I, I would have felt that, uh, the house of Black would have actually won those trios titles, man. Yeah, maybe. But I mean, if you're going to have fucking trios titles, you need to have more than one team that's an actual team that you can main event with. You you need yeah. to have built somebody up as the as a, you know. I mean, they built up the Aussie Open and the and the whatever his dick's name was from Japan. They built them up as as real potential stars like a real team that could they could really go one-on-one -on -one with the elite. Um, but they weren't actually signed to any contracts, so there was absolutely no fucking reason to do that other than to pay off some fucking business from Japan that's going to make zero fucking dollars in North America. Zero dollars in America. Well, forbid to be fair, right. Chris, Forbidden Door was a sellout. Yes, to the exact same number of people who have been selling out all of the other shows. <laughs> Oh, well, look, man, it is what it is. I, I, they were chanting Osprey. I mean, shit. Look, I, I think right. there's fans out there that know who Osprey is. Fair enough about Aussie Open. The North American crowd don't really know him. They, they're, they're more well-known in Europe and Japan and Australia, obviously. But uh, look, man, it's a mess right now in AEW. They don't know what the fuck is going on. The booking after the fallout from All Out was just disgraceful, in my opinion. And it's just... They're in shambles, man. It is what it is. Kev. They had the world, they had the wrestling world in the balls of their hands, you know, at the start of the show. And within four minutes, I'm like, I don't really care about this show now. There's going to be a tournament. Just give MGF the title or have him beat someone tonight, be the champion, have him run with the titles. And then the, the, the trio's belt is already with a belt for a week, which I didn't even want that belt to begin with. Like, because I knew it's just going to end up being two guys and a thrown on third guy. Or just rehashing Ring of Honor storylines, you know, that's already been done too, or New Japan storylines. It's nothing new. I would have given the belts to the best friends just to throw their fans a bone, you know, because they, they love them. They love Orange Cassidy, and Orange Cassidy probably will never get a singles title there. Just throw them that bone, especially now, give a feel good moment to the crowd. Pac's already got a title that doesn't mean shit. Um, the Lucha Brothers have already just canceled they out Friday's team. They, they, they're done. Yeah, they're losers, bro. 
good moment. That would have been a great feel good moment. That or give the acclaimed the tag belts like that. The acclaimed should have had it. Absolutely. Even the trios belts. Fuck it. Bring daddy ass in and fucking call it a three way. <laughs> Why not? You know what I mean? It would have made sense. But really, Kev, you're right. They should have gone with the MJF route straight. They could have had a King of the Ring 96 moment like Stone Cold mm-hmm. with MJF on Dynamite tonight. They could have had a little tournament, a round robin tournament, just for the whole show to crown your new champion. MJF f- fights the winner of that little round robin tournament. Bang. That's it. They could have just done that. It could have been all about the world title. But they missed that opportunity. And Rampage could have been all about the trios belt. I yeah. think that would have been better. Do we already need another like a, a sixth champion now? Like, like just so MJF is going to beat that guy two weeks later? Like, come on, how many guys have had this belt now? Interim this, oh, that's interim ridiculous. That. Interim is the thing now, Kev. That's where the real champion lies. Have you noticed? I mean, all the real world champions are losers, bro. Yeah. No. Oh, Listen, they relinquish the championship. <laughs> and if they and if they wanted and if they wanted to do something really interesting tonight, they could have kept the idea going that they that you know that this is that this is legitimate. You could have had MJF come out and say, "Listen, uh, you know, I know you just heard Tony Khan talk about this tournament, but uh, no, that tournament's not fucking happening because I have a chip in my fucking pocket that says I get a title shot whenever I fucking want it, and I want it." tonight Tonight. so get somebody fucking down here and you're gonna face me tonight for the championship tony if i gotta beat your fucking ass in the ring i'll beat your Mm -hmm. fucking ass in the ring like have them cut a fucking serious promo they could have really pushed this forward like they 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 they, there were missed opportunities tonight it It would have been an awesome show i'd have been engaged absolutely yeah absolutely and he could have said what are you gonna do suspend me you know what I mean? I'll just go to where the grass is greener. You know what I mean? You already suspended your top guys. Like he could have done a ripper promo, man. Yep. And they missed out on that opportunity, which is sad, man. Yep. And and I mean, MJF is exactly the character to do that. To do to it. To say, Absolutely. no, I, you don't have a champion? I don't give a fuck. Give me the belt then. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Just give me the fucking belt. I have a chip. It says I get a shot whenever I fucking want it. I want it tonight. Give me a fucking shot. Yep, and he should have done it wearing an OJ Simpson jersey. (laughs) 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 All right, so MJF gets a big pop to open the night. Let's not let's not mince words. That was a big pop for him tonight. Um, He's wearing a Bills jersey. He gets some love. MJF gets a "You Were Right" chant um, (laughs) as he comes out. That was pretty cool. Um, When he called everybody a stupid mark, he didn't mean it. He didn't really mean it. Um, he calls a woman an elephant and then, and then he says, I'm, I'm just, I'm just kidding, darling. I'll, uh, I'll see you later tonight. Uh, he focuses on the world tit- title tournament. His chip allows him to take a title shot whenever he wants, which again, missed fucking opportunity. Yeah. He's not going to do the tournament because he's not stupid. That was the right thing to do. Um, we've got a comment from Facebook user. We know Aussie open now. They suck from r lynch rollins oh well yes yes indeed Hmm. um they do sorry jimmy uh (laughs) mjf says that uh that there was a a jewish man one time whose name started with an m and he and he uh he he split the sea and he you know saved his people from from the evil pharaoh and he says uh you know i'm not i'm not saying that i'm on the same level as moses i'm better than moses um, I'm going to be the world champion because my name is MJF 
and I'm better than you, and you know it. Uh, great promo before we get into what happened next. Uh, Kev, what did you think about this promo? I was fine until Moxley came out. I, I mean, he, he was playing a fake face. You know, it's great. Perfect for him. Uh, I, I, he should have done like you said, too. Like, I'm taking that belt right now. Like, win it via forfeit. Fuck you, Tony. That would have been more his character. Um, but besides that, MJF is great. Everything he does. Even for Moxley sure. could have done the same thing. Like, fuck this. Let's fight for the belt right now. Let's do it. Fuck Tony. You know what I mean? Blah, blah, blah. You know, but you know what, what was bad about Moxie? I truly felt that could have been one of his best promos, right? And then he fucked it up by going way too long. Yeah, and he and he said you can buy your belt at home. It took a little value. And that too. That line Absolutely. It was just and like Chris is doing that hand gesture of the yapping. That's all he was doing. It was yap, 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 yap. And yeah, he degrades the title once again. I mean, heck, even him and Punk a couple of weeks ago, didn't they both say these these belts don't mean shit? And they just threw the belts down. I yeah. mean, shit, man. How much do you want to shit on your, not only your championships, but the whole damn company? Wardlow didn't even want the world title, too. Remember that a couple of weeks ago? <laughs> Hangman wasn't in that tournament. He didn't want the world title. It's crazy. <laughs> Who wants that belt? Fuck it. The grass is greener on the other side. I, At I this see, point, I maybe Carl's Jr. can take the belt. Uh, <laughs> trying. Oh, and I hate that sucked when MJF couldn't get his shirt off and he pulled his shirt out and he got stuck on his hand. Uh. That That's happened bullshit. to me before, too. That happens off if you don't get the button first. <laughs> I don't believe that. I think that was meant to happen, though, dude. I don't know. If you ever try it in real life, like if you're wearing a lot of dress shirts, it's, that happens often if you try to pull it off. It's hmm, a very maybe. common thing. Hopefully well, it was. <laughs> it just it was too clean, the cut. That's why. If it was funny, it. anyway. The, the whole thing was right, pretty funny. Right, absolutely. Um, yeah. So Mox says NJF is full of crap. Buffalo boos him. Uh <laughs> which that's great oh crowd you're so stupid um <laughs> minus at least two people uh todd brantley who is probably there uh because he's he's a buffalo native shout outs to todd you're the you're the man and also bin who of course was there selling tarps um in person <laughs> this time uh all right shout so mjf to the, to the ayatollah bin hamin yalla Shout out Spin. Uh, MJF heals, heals on the bills here. He gets some heat heat for that. Uh, he says maybe he'll take the title with him to WWE. Maybe he goes to work with Cody Rhodes. Maybe he works for his idol, the game. Uh, Mox says he isn't in the mood and warns MJF to leave, which he does because MJF is not an idiot. He is a good heel, and he would rather powder out uh, than try to be tough. That's one-on-one. That's just like 101 heel stuff right there. Like... Babyface challenges you to a match right here, right now, and you go, no, <laughs> no thanks. Okay. Um, Moxley says he wants the title, which we knew. The title represents passion, heart, blood, gore, porno, <laughs> heroes from the <laughs> pandemic. Uh, his, his promos are basically just – so. Seriously, I'm not kidding. Like, I I have a quote here from Epictetus, and I'm gonna just say it and tell me if it sounds like a if it sounds like a John Moxie promo. Okay, okay. If anyone tells you that a certain person speaks ill of you, but you don't make excuses for what was said, but you answer, he must have been ignorant of all my other faults, else he wouldn't have mentioned these alone. <laughs> <laughs> it sounded almost a bit like Ultimate Warrior too. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a cross between Moxie and Warrior. 
a little bit. Anyway, I don't care. Every time he fucking gives a promo, I know what I'm going to get. He's going to be growly. He's going to mention blood and heart and you know, passion and whatever. He's going to mention like six fucking buzzwords. He's going to growl a whole bunch. And he's going to take 15 fucking minutes to do it. This guy just needs to shut the fuck up. Give a 30-second promo. Get the fuck out of the ring. Like, man, th- this is not th- this is not the most complicated thing in the world. Jimmy, how long have we been fucking saying this about Moxley? <laughs> Growl a couple a of l- times and get the fuck out. Yeah, 100% correct. And it's been a while. We've been saying this for a long time. And like I said, I truly meant that that could have been his best promo. He was hitting it at the park, and then he kept going and going. And then by the time that, that even ended... I kid you not, I was playing with my phone. And I'm like, this guy's still talking? Mm. Like, he could have had a great promo, but he fucked it up. And you're right, Chris. He just needs to shut the fuck up. He used to legit be a wild card, and that's why the wild thing song worked for him. But now he's just Nick Gage with money. You know, he's just a rich Nick Gage. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. That's absolutely. Nick Gage with money. Yeah. Nick Gage without the record. Yeah, it's true. No, that's absolutely correct, Kev. That's a great one. Because, and that's the thing, man. He thinks he knows pro wrestling. He's death wrestling. Yeah, that's it. Like, what the fuck, man? You're right, Kev. It's spot on. I mean, listen, you can't be that fucking angry when you have a hot wife like that. Okay, especially one who does a podcast that she named Oral Sessions. (laughs) If she's that good that that's the fucking name of her podcast, why are you angry? Why the fuck are you angry? This is the same. This is the happy. same fucking argument I had about. This is the same argument that I've always had about Eminem. I don't get it. Why are you so fucking mad? You're like the richest fucking guy ever out of Michigan. Shut the fuck up. Go sleep on a pile of money. Fuck sixteen fucking broads from your concert. Go home and be fucking happy. Hey, Jesus. Kid Rock might get mad at that comment. Kid Rock might have more money. Uh, yeah. Oh, there we go. Kid <laughs> Rock, man. Yeah. Well, I don't know about that, that Kev. I think I think uh, Eminem's the king of fucking Michigan. Let's, let's probably, be honest, bro. probably. Probably right. But, but you know what? Kid Rock won't be that far behind, though. Mm-hmm. In terms of money, anyway. <laughs> right. But, I mean, Kid Rock, I would get it. Like, he has, like, 17 STDs. I get why he would be angry, <laughs> right? But Eminem, it's like, just be happy. What the fuck's the matter with you? Anyway, let's stop talking about hip-hop and country hop or whatever <laughs> the fuck Kid Rock is now. <laughs> um, <laughs> the, dead rectang- the dead rectangle uh, take on <laughs> the best friends. Uh, this match is for the trios championship. And again, my, my, my notes here says, why are teams who lost in the opening round of the tournament now wrestling for these titles? Nonsense. They copied the division right there in WWE. Pretty much. I, honestly, the Dark Order, like actually, you know, have more credence to those trios championships. I mean, seriously. I mean, if they would have planned this out better, we could have shown up and challenged for yeah, the trios championships. Absolutely. I mean, one hundred percent. You know, yeah. we've got a body guy for sure, right? <laughs> yeah. You know, sexy time can be the body guy, right? I I can be like the I can be the guy who talks on the mic, and Jimmy can be our heater. That's yeah, exactly. Beautiful. I'm the big guy. Absolutely. Fucking a, <laughs> fucking a, guys. Um. All right. The best friends are just so fucking gay, man. I I I just I have to say it. I know that's not PC. They're so fucking gay. So you call I hate poops? these fucking guys. Uh, they make me uncomfortable watching them. It's like, I don't like, what the fuck, man? What is wrong with you fucking guys? Uh, also, Chuck, 
like Chuck got to be taught how to do a sit up. I, I don't care. Like you got you got to learn how to do a sit up. You're on fucking television every week. Just it's you do you can do crunches to start. I mean, you, <laughs> I mean, even like watch old mankind videos where he just kind of rocked a little bit. Like I'm sure that gives something to your stomach. Like just some kind of pull out the hair a little bit. Pull your biceps. You know what I mean from bicep training. Honestly, <laughs> this fucking guy. All right, this match was comedy versus nonsense. So fuck me. <laughs> I I did not care for this at all. Yeah, no. Um. Cassidy at one point uh, fucks up a kip up, which I laughed at because fuck you, Cassidy. I laugh every time you fuck up. The dead triangle stand around like quails and wait for Cassidy to dive on them. Um, look, whoever needs to hear this out in the world of professional wrestling, and Kev, maybe you can, maybe you can get to a point here where you can share this bit of this this nugget of wisdom as well. Mm-hmm. The double hurricane Rana spot makes no fucking sense, and it looks stupid. Oh, it's fake, yeah. It's, it's like really choreographed uh, gymnastics. It's really not good. Uh, everybody in this match should pay me money for having had to watch it, and Chuck owes me the most. I, I don't care how they divvy it up. Just Chuck, send me something in the mail, okay? Because fuck. Uh, douchey dickwads hug each other at one point. Got to give the crowd what they don't care about anymore. Felix uh, no sells. <laughs> Felix gets taken out. He then completely no sells the fact that he got taken out by jumping up and doing a cutter and then falling back down again. Like, oh yeah, I remember. I'm selling. Uh, <laughs> you can't do a kip up, do a cutter, and then sell. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. It looks like garbage. Um, code red with a double super kick is a near fall. So is a Canadian destroyer. Uh, there's more oh boy, quail dives. Three way Canadian destroyer, actually, Chris. There's another quail <laughs> dive, and Pac wins with the black arrow. Nobody cares. Nobody cares Nobody about these cares. belts. Nobody cares about this fucking They're match done. type. Dude. This is the same fucking match I've seen these these six guys have like eight times in AEW. It, it's the same fucking match. Somehow the internet cares. Every time I talk shit and don't want a trios thing, I get ripped and ripped and ripped. They got a huge, I guess New Japan. Well, you're a New Japan fan. I don't. I don't get it. You need a two person belt and a three person belt. Are you gonna get a four? Well, New, I don't get it. New Japan does doesn't have. Well, they do have a trios never open weight belt, but like. Look, what the fuck but, is that? No, sorry, you explain that to me right now. Never what open the weight. Fuck I'll is tell a you. Never open weight championship. First of all, never open right was supposed to be a new promotion that that was meant to start. That was going to be New Japan's sister company, but it never it didn't opened. end up going ahead. It never opened, but <laughs> they kept the belts and used them and called them the Never Open Weight Championship. So I guess TK is doing the same thing with the Ring of Honor belts. Because let's be real, guys. We ain't getting no Ring of Honor television, period. It, it ain't happening. I, I'm sorry to all the Ring of Honor, to the 10 Ring of Honor Mark Tards out there that are hanging for this show. It ain't happening. It's done. I don't, and that's I don't the Never see, Open Weight Championship. Just quietly. anything with Ring of Honor right now. And, uh, yeah, never open because they never opened. That's... Uh... Well, no, the, that's and also, some shit you expect to see out of Japan. But, <laughs> but also the never open weight right now. The meaning behind it is also not that it's a, a a promotion that never actually like went along, but it also means in Japanese terms 
that you don't have to be, you can be any weight and you can win those championships. So you know how they've got the junior like weight, the, you know, the junior heavyweight championships mm. and the heavyweight, all the junior wrestlers stay in the junior division. Like they don't go for the world championship, for example, unless you're a heavyweight. So essentially those never open belts, mm -hmm. it's open weight. I'm not even going to begin to just to talk yeah. about how stupid that is. Ten is I'm backstage so with the with with his buddies there. He gets an offer from Andrade, and fuck me, are they using Andrade and Rush like really Oosh. badly? <laughs> this is these guys are actually really talented in the ring, and they're being forced to just do backstage promos where Andrade is one of sixteen million dollar mans. I'm I don't care, Kev. Uh, Cornette said it best. I forget the phrase, though. You're just like walking the guy around the park or something. Yeah. Los niños del parque. Yeah, like uh, you just kind of <laughs> pretend you're doing something with Andrade to keep him happy. You just write him something on TV every week. I, it was a different phrase. We see walking around the park, walking around the trail or something, too. And I I, I notice it now. You just, you just give him something just so he can't complain and say he's not on, not being used and not on TV every week. It's just right, but there's no substance. No, absolutely not. He's just standing at the same exact spot. He's just walking around the trail, you know? Yeah, it's true. It's like, hey, you know what we do tonight? We do nothing. We just walk around the circle. Hey, what That's is it. your problem, man? You can't with me And that's literally what he fucking sounds like. You can't understand what the fuck he's saying. How the fuck did this guy bag flair? I don't understand. Like, he can't fucking talk. That's, yeah, the, she uh, must love it. Tony Montana or something, you know. <laughs> Say hello, orale chica. You know what I mean? All <laughs> right, next more. up. Next up. Penelope Ford comes out with uh, Kip Sabian in a bag still. Box. It's a box, guys. Everyone calls it a bag, but it's actually a box. I'm not talking about Penelope's box. I'm talking about Sabian's I mean, box. I don't know that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <clears throat> I'd wear that to the ring too. I I, I don't care. Um, it's a non-title match against Tony Storm. Um, Storm gives Ford way too much in this. Guy. Way too much. Way. Even as she was like, even as she was giving offense, like even as she's on the offensive, it looks like she's exhausted and she's tired and she's like, oh, this is. She looks like she's laboring to win this match. Ford hasn't earned this match. Nevertheless, this much, never mind this much offense. Um, this is why your division sucks. This is why your women's division sucks. Your champion shouldn't struggle this bad against somebody who hasn't earned the offense. Guys, do you remember when Stone Cold Steve Austin was on his major run and he had that five star match with Road Dog that lasted 45 minutes? <laughs> No, I don't fucking remember it either because it didn't goddamn happen because nobody who was running WWE was stupid enough to think that that was an acceptable thing to do to an over champion. You don't do that. Um, Storm wins this match. She celebrates with her belt. But for fuck's sakes, like simple logic. Jimmy? I agree with you 100%. You know what, man? I've noticed you say Tony Storm gives too much, right? Especially to Penelope Ford. Have you noticed though, every job a female she does wrestle, she always gives too much too. So I don't know if that's just her being very giving, if you know what I'm saying. Or the agents do this. I I'm not quite sure, but it's silly and it makes it look 
weak, in my opinion. What she struggles to beat girls that ha they haven't been on television for God knows how long. Penelope Ford has regressed. I thought at one stage she was like coming up pretty quick, even before AEW. Before AEW, she was a lot better, I felt like. But then again, she was just used as a valet that would do things here and there in the ring, but never wrestle in a female division or women's division. You know what I'm saying? But now they just expose her and she just, you know what else, Kev? I know she's from your neck of the woods, but man, she's starting to look trashy, bro. But in a good way. Oh, she definitely uh, won the dollar today. So I'm happy well, for her there. Oh. Uh oh, you didn't just say that. You should set me. You gotta warn me, bro, because you know what? I want my motherfucking money. Services rendered. Fuck a check. Return it to sender. Give me mine and legal tender, Mr. Manager. The venue was filled to capacity. Check the door box. Count my percentage and get that to me. Fuck me, fuck me on the door and we in all black with Millie's. Ball caps and Billy's. It's all raps for really. Fuck me on the door and we in all black with Millie's. Ball caps and Billy's. It's all raps for really. And last but not least, I'd buy that for a dollar. Penelope Ford respected the dollar. Uh, but what you guys are talking about, it's not just Tony Storm. It's the whole women's roster that gives yep. people too much, including Jade Cargill. You know, every match is, see with the men, they give everybody too much. Every match is like, uh, every women's match is an eight minute, like who anybody can win. And every male's, male match is a 20 minute. It's, every match is the same. You get the same spots, you know. Where's the squash match, man? Just Wardlow's the only guy that gets an occasional one. And he didn't even get that against Orange Cassidy a few weeks ago. It's like uh yeah. you know, like it's uh it's every 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 match is the same. Ninety percent of the matches are the same. Yeah, so it makes the show boring. You look down on your phone instead of missing yeah. the same five high spots they do in every match. Yep. Because you've seen it before, you know exactly what's coming. And you know what? Can we spot on, picture, man? Picture you you zone out anyway. If you even if you make it a ten minute match with no picture in picture, I might be engaged. Well, you know what? I don't get the picture in picture. I should get the full screen just quietly with commentating. So I'm lucky to have that, which is good. But you're right, Kev. Every week is starting to feel exactly the fucking same. And I'm sorry, it's just. It's killing me, guys. It's mm -hmm. killing me. I thought we had a better show last week just to go to this mess this week. It's ridiculous. Well, yep. to, to be fair, it was a Vince McMahon week where they had to tear up the script ahead of time and rewrite it. Right. Uh, I, I, You're right. Uh, Mr. Meltzer and Alvarez uh, call that out, you know. <laughs> well, that's why I think it's a, it's a shoot, what's going on in the back right now. But, yeah. But, anyway. Go, go I don't. Uh, 2.0 cut a promo about uh, Action Bronson, who uh, also cuts a promo and challenges them to a match in New York with Hook. Cool. This gets who my cares? Jimmy Crack Corn and <laughs> I don't care of the night. <laughs> Jimmy Crack Corn and I don't care. Jimmy Crack Corn and I don't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> That's the one. Uh, Let's just loop that, Jimmy. Uh, we the need acclaimed. to loop that, definitely. The acclaimed make an entrance. Yo, Ooh. listen, listen, <laughs> and then they get cut off. I, I'm not sad about ends. it. I'm not sad about it. Honestly, since they turned face, I don't like them as much. And we, since your boy them, Kev bro. absolutely them, but... annihilated Max Caster in a rap battle, it's true. I I don't I don't have any belief in this thing anymore. 
I liked his Lizzo line about Keith Lee at the pay-per-view, though. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> Good stuff. The, he doesn't get a chance to rap. Uh, Swerve comes out. Um, Buffalo wanted to hear the rap. Swerve takes the heat well. Uh, Billy Gunn gets a daddy chant from the crowd because I wasn't already disturbed enough. Um, the acclaimed are looking forward to the rematch in New York. And that's pretty much that. So, um, well, you know what's interesting? To be fair, what happened at All Out? They literally like double swerved us. I mean, unintentionally, the fans made uh, what's it called the acclaimed into baby faces and turned uh, Swerve and Keith Lee into heels. Man, that was the fans doing, not AEW. And I'm glad that I actually went along with it because it's not Swerve's house anymore. I guess it's a claims house. That's uh, AEW's fault for not really giving Swerve and Keith Lee a storyline. They just got the belt ran. True. With, you know? True, true. By Absolutely. You're right. They had no storyline. They just they won the belt when they shouldn't have won. I guess you're right. was, Hardy was hurt, so the Hardys didn't get it. And they're like, hey, let's just give it to Swerve and uh, Keith Lee just, to, just because. No, you're right. You're spot on, man. And they've never really had any story, man. Never. Other than, you know, they're teasing about them splitting up. Other than that, they mm. had nothing. Can they coexist together? <laughs> Who Version cares? Version number 873 right. for professional wrestling. Um, yeah. Yep. No, and I... I I partially agree with what you're saying, Jimmy. Good on them for recognizing what had happened and, and running with it. They should have stretched it out at least two or three weeks to give me a reason why. Why did Swerve suddenly come out here and be like, oh, I'm sorry. Did you want to hear them rap? <laughs> no, I'm not going to do. Like, why Why is Swerve suddenly an absolute dickhead to the crowd? Why? Yeah, but not just that. Swerve is a damn rapper. He can fucking rap. So why didn't he fucking bust? You know what I'm saying? But you know what I think? Maybe someone is calling him. Do you hear that? Hey, maybe Hitro is calling Swerve to come right on back to WWE. I mean, come on. There's even rumors that he's the guy that WWE approached while still under contract with AEW. So you never know. I think he could be coming back to Hitro, man. They need Swerve. Hey, is that Jumanji? Yeah, Jumanji. Jumanji in there. His house. On the skirmish. Welcome hey, to the gorgeous, skirmish, man. Jumanji. Say hi, Juju. Absolutely. <laughs> Just squeeze him real he looks... hard. He'll hiss or something. <laughs> <laughs> he looks muscular, Kev. Look at him. Oh, that's that's adorable, man. He's got a lot of love, love for you, Kev. Yeah. His brother just died. His Bane Bane. Yeah, so. yeah. Yeah, it's been a little... I saw that, man. Rest in peace to Bane. <laughs> yeah, man. Rest in peace to Bane and condolences, man. I already said it to you, but I'll say it again on the air. R.I.P. Bane. He will be missed, definitely. How old was he actually, Kev? Only 11, too. Oh, shit. How, how did he pass away? He was born with stomach issues. He was the only one who was oh. literally survived. So, like, uh, he didn't seem sick, but he, he was probably lucky to last this long. Oh, right damn, well, yeah. yeah, absolutely. He's a fighter, man. But, yeah, R.I.P. to Bane, man. For sure. Now, let's, uh, let's stop talking about stuff that's going to make me cry and just get back to things that make me angry. Um, Jericho, Sammy, and some hookers are backstage. Uh, Jericho says he's found the fountain of youth. Hmm. It doesn't look like it. <laughs> you still look like my aunt. Um, Sammy says he's going to beat somebody, uh, but he still can't defeat the microphone. 
because he can't cut a fucking promo to save his life. Uh, this was bad, and I didn't give a shit about what the fuck was going on here. Other than Jericho, you still look like my aunt. <laughs> and just quietly, shout out to Mustafa Talib. What up, Mus? What's going on, man? Long time I see. I've known him literally for 30 plus years at this point, man. We went to elementary and high school together. So shout outs to Moose. You know, I'm glad you're watching, bro. Hola, Moose. Mustafa. (laughs) All right. um, Next up here, we've got uh, Wardlow. He's shown making his entrance from the back. Uh, He beats up some nobody, uh, finishing him off with the Symphony of Power Bombs. After the match, Sterling nearly takes a powerbomb, but Josh Woods, who we're informed is somebody from Ring of Honor, uh, saves him. Wardlow gets on the mic. He says that uh, people told him to change and he needed to be different. But I'm here. I'm, I'm here for the fans, and it's Wardlow's wow! Jesus Christ, man. First of all, he's got to stop saying Wardlow's world. <laughs> it's seriously bad. But you know what, man? Maybe he listens to our shows. I mean, he's he was saying exactly what we've been saying on our shows. So shout out to Wardlow for that. Because if he's self-aware about what people think about him, then yeah. why are you angry now, man? <laughs> why get angry now? Address that shit ASAP. Yeah, you should probably talk about that MJF thing on air too, how it pissed him off. Yeah. Absolutely, because yep. yeah, it should. Because it, yeah. well, it, it should. He needs to connect the dots, right? And I mean, if they're smart, they need to be. They need to be looking into the future. Like, it seems to me like a lot of what happens in AEW is they write something and then they just are like, "Okay, let we'll let it play out, and it'll suck, but it'll we'll we'll get credit for long term storytelling." But real long term storytelling would be right now. You're running a thing where it looks like MJF is probably going to be your world champion pretty pretty soon. Hopefully, Jesus Christ, give this guy the belt. He he, he needs the 20 minutes at the beginning or end of the fucking show. Like he'll make your show. And while you're doing that, while you're having him go on his run, um, you you got to do something interesting with a babyface to get a babyface ready to beat him. Wardlow is the right guy. He is the right guy. Even if he can't cut much of a promo, Brock Lesnar couldn't cut much of a promo. There are lots of guys who can't cut much of a promo who still become big deals in this in this business. Wardlow is one of these guys who works well enough. He understands his place. Mostly he doesn't give people too much, although I agree with Kevin the other week there with Orange Cassidy. was disappointing. Um, but he's the right guy to get ready to beat MJF. And that actually would be long-term storytelling um that one's yeah, for free tk if you can stop yeah, snorting free. coke long enough to listen <laughs> but you know what's funny chris about that they will call that long-term storytelling even if they do nothing between here and six months later and then they suddenly go to a warlow mjf match and they'll yeah. say see long-term storytelling yeah. <laughs> it took him six months to like meet again and they'll just open a random fucking. They'll just right. open a random. It won't even be dynamite. They'll just open a random elevation with those guys wrestling and be like, and then you'll have like, you'll have sixteen thousand nerds on the internet going, "See, it's long term storytelling. You guys weren't paying attention. <laughs> Why weren't they happy about the long term storytelling on the other show when Braun Strowman beat up eight tag team guys and take out the tag team? Oh team? god, that's long term storytelling." Oh. 
that's long-term storytelling. I, I guess they all got those hands. And uh, with Braun, I mean, they just destroyed the whole tag team division by doing that. But whatever, it is what it is. But uh, yeah, no, you're right. Again. 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 Mm-hmm. Again. All right. Next up, we've got a tournament match. Brian Danielson versus Adam Hangman Page. It's a good match. It's a bit cold. Nobody knew it was coming up. Nobody had any chance to get ready for it or think much about it. The commentary talked almost the entire match about upcoming shows, stuff like that, which made it difficult to focus on the action. Uh, They worked hard. The crowd wasn't really into it, at least at the beginning. The match got worth watching, though. I will say that the second half of this match, I started paying attention. Um, and they were working really hard. They were laying their stuff in. Both guys showed uh, that you know their in-ring psychology is on point as they were both countering moves that they had used in the past, which makes sense for guys who have wrestled a number of times and a number of high mat, you know, high-profile matches. Um, there's a dead eye that's a near fall. Uh, Page takes the knee kind of poorly. I thought that he kind of fucked this up. He took the knee and then he stumbled backwards a little bit too far so that like Danielson actually fell before he did and he was still stumbling backwards to hit his spot to get out of the ring. It's not, I mean, it's a nitpick, but whatever. That's what I do. I nitpick. Um, Page hits the moonsault on the outside. He goes for the buckshot, but Danielson counters with an O'Connor roll for the win. This was a good match. It took me a bit to get into it, but I enjoyed the finishing sequence. Uh, Kev, what did you think of the match? And um, what do you think about Danielson moving on instead of Hangman? Uh, thank God Danielson instead of Hangman, too. Hangman should not be rewarded right now. He's not the guy. They had a chance to make him the guy, and they waited too long, and then he was a boring champion. They didn't give him any storylines. They don't know how to give him a good storyline. I thought the match started out better than you did. I got taken out of the match when he hit his Charlotte Flair uh, moonsault off the hmm. top rope. An ex-caliber actor mm-hmm. like it was never been done before. He's like, oh, my God, it's the greatest thing. I'm like, shut the fuck up, dude. Because <laughs> every fucking time, the guy always waits to look. Wait, he stands there too long. Mm-hmm. Um, it's stiff. That, that took me out of it a little bit. I actually, like, zoned out. I texted Jim, like, oh, shit, did I just missed the ending? He's like, yeah, Brian Danos. Yeah, like, yeah. oh, thank God. Thank God. <laughs> That's true. So terrible. <laughs> But like, I, like we've been talking about the whole show too. Like, I don't think Daniel Bryan should win the Brian Danielson should win the belt right now too. It should have been MGF, a homegrown guy. You don't yeah, need yeah, another yeah. WWE guy at this point too. It's got to be Brian That's Danielson, right? I mean. Like, if in this tournament, it's going to win it. I don't see. Yeah, for sure, have to be. I love Darby. Like, it's not going to be Darby. He loses too much. Um, it's got to. I, I think. I I I think it's the. I think it is literally one of the worst options. But I think Moxley's winning the tournament. Or that. It's either either way. But yeah, I feel Moxley more than likely only because it'll be a hotter feud right now. So he'll be a three-time world champion, a four-time world champion, and he'll have won three championships in the last three months? And two are interims. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, sorry. This is not going to be for the interim championship, correct? This is for the world title. Well, yeah, okay. Well, yeah, this is I like think Booker either- T and Scott Steiner circa WCW 2001. That's too much. You're hot shotting the title mm-hmm. too much. You got to fucking cut it out. Yeah. At least do it with the homegrown guy and had MGF. You know, it would have been better. Yeah. It would have been better. No. They Jimmy, won't. What did you think of the match? Honestly, I didn't like it that much, man. 
I was zoning out for some reason. I just wasn't into it. Like, look, the previous match was much better than this one, man, that they had done. This one was just, I was lucky to catch who won. You know, when you asked me, Kev, yeah. who won the match via text, I literally was on the phone. I had, I had to, you know, make a phone call and I was watching it via making a phone call. Speaking of phone calls, I'm getting a phone call right now as we speak. How's that? And uh, yeah, man, I just wasn't into it as much as I thought I would have been. I just didn't care. Yeah, well, that's the problem with having a cold match like that to start off the tournament. Um, probably should have gone with some of the other uh, people in in because I mean, I don't understand why you would even have this rematch right now. They they already have an established story, and it was that uh, Brian Danielson couldn't beat Hangman Page. That's something that you could have revisited in the future with an actual storyline and an actual payoff. <sighs> anyway, I I won't I won't get too in the weeds about it, but. I liked it. I thought that, like I said, the first half of the match I had a hard time with. Second half I liked a little bit more. We are we are not in agreement on that. Sexy time and I, but that's okay because we're both super handsome, so it doesn't matter. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Jack Perry, still not a good promo. Um, mm-hmm. It's going to take Jack a while Perry. for that kid to get good at serious promos because he – He's not intimidating at all. And when he says, I'm going to take years off your life, Christian, it's like, no. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> He's such a man, that Jack Perry. Seriously, is he still Jungle Boy, right? Yeah. I don't know. I think he needs to drop it. I think he ought to drop it. I think he'll be better off dropping it. Can we call him a real man's man, Jack Perry? Well, no. Depends what his ceiling is. If he's just a uh, tag team guy, like a, like they don't have a cruiserweight belt, like maybe he's the thickest Jungle Boy. But it's just gonna be a uh, not comedy, but like a, like a gimmick character, you know? Can I say, man, is this storyline going round and round in circles or what, man? Well, Christian it just got feels hurt. like uh, Christian got hurt, though. Yeah. I just feel like it's like they're on a treadmill and they're just not moving anywhere. They're just running on the spot that's what it feels like this year man i can't take it serious well they had to stretch it out because they, they don't have enough pay-per-views so the first two weeks it was on fire christian was, was killing them right and it was pussy that's when they should have had the match or saved that line and he got very uh scripted his promos became very scripted and just typical sort of pro wrestling jargon if that makes sense like you know what i mean it just it wasn't the same fire that he had in his first promo or the second promo. Everything after that was just trash. Yeah, if he is going to keep doing those kind of promos, you guys are right, though. He should change the drop the Jungle Boy gimmick. Yeah. Yeah, if he's going to try to be serious, you can't take him serious if you're calling him fucking Jungle Boy. Yeah, you can't. I mean, I guess you could do a Mark Henry interview with him as Jungle Boy for something serious. No. But that would that would be even dumber than normal. And he still wears a loincloth? Like hey. a- Hey, hey, Jungle Boy, why, <laughs> why, why you hit that man with that steel chair? <laughs> Wouldn't work. Wouldn't work. It, it works hey, better if, if Mark Henry's saying, "Hey, Jack Perry." <laughs> it's just a little tougher. Um, all right, Stokely Hathaway hits some stagehand guy, and his stable beats the guy up some more. Uh, here's the problem: I don't believe this group is going to do anything. I don't think they're going to be successful. 
I think that a year from now, they're going to still be the same group of guys. Nobody's going to have won anything. Nobody's going to have done anything. And it's just going to be the same group of guys doing nothing. Because that's what happened with the death rectangle. Uh, That's what happened with the house that isn't black anymore. Um, (laughs) That's what happened to the undisputed elite. Uh, Oh, by the way, uh, Fish got released quietly. Right. Nobody in any of those fucking groups did anything because this company thinks that just having groups for the sake of groups is the right way to go. And it's not, you need, you need a stable to be successful. Otherwise you can't take them seriously anymore. And I mean, to be fair, that's basically like something that even happened in WWE recently with, uh, with the Wyatt family. Um, At a certain point it was like, I don't believe these guys. Bray Wyatt's cutting great promos and he looks fantastic and they've got a great entrance. And, you know, I mean, they look like they would murder you, but I mean, Bray Wyatt's been in the company at that point. I mean, Bray Wyatt had been in the company for almost two years and never won a world championship. How do I take you seriously? Hell, you can't. It's true. You're right. All right. Well, next up, it's the main event. Um, Brilliant. I took a shit during this match. Uh, Just quietly. I'll be honest with you. I turned it off with four minutes left because I'm like, I'm not giving them the rating. I don't want to hear the point. <laughs> when you said that. I switched the channel. I didn't I didn't turn the TV uh, off. I just like, I'm like, I'm ready. I'm like, I, I know I probably don't even count for the demographic. I'm like, fuck this. This is not a main event. You know, this maybe this for an opener, this would have been okay. I would have watched it. But this is not a main event. It just You know isn't. what, Kiv? You made me laugh, dude, because when you texted me saying, I'll just switch this shit off, I was literally taking a shit. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, fuck this shit, and got out when it finished. So I was like, Psh. I made sure it changed <laughs> I didn't watch shit. I didn't just change the input, because that way the rating still might count. I put on a different... Oh, shit. You're right. And, not, and mine was still playing on my TV, so fuck. Yeah, you gave <laughs> them a rating. <laughs> you gave them a rating in Australia, which we all know they're just they're just... Horny oh, fight TV. It's a fight TV rating. I don't know if that counts to the overall AEW fucking, you know, Wednesday night dynamite rating, but I doubt it. You have to be Nielsen, isn't it? Nelson Nielsen, whatever the fuck yeah. it is. So yeah, you gotta have you gotta be a Nielsen house household, well, I guess. You you and Ozzy Open's mom, uh, there are like the whole wrestling like group. Out of out of Australia oh, right God. now watching AEW. Uh, actually, you'd be surprised, man. When I went to a new, the, the last New Japan pay per view that was held, actually here in Australia, do you have any people wearing AEW shirts, dude? Mm. Yeah, no. Trust me, there, there's a lot of AEW fans down here, man. Buddy Murphy, right? It really is. Yeah, Buddy Murphy, absolutely. All right. I mean, come on. So we know there's a so we know that there's a thriving incel community in Australia. Thanks for the update there, Jimmy. Um, TK obviously really wants to push Garcia um, because he has some guy wrap him to the ring. I don't know who this guy was, but apparently he's big in Buffalo, which is kind of like being big in Japan, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um, also coming down to the ring without a serious chance of becoming a, a star is a ROH pure champion, superhuman. Um, he dedicates yeah. this match to all his juggalos and juggalettes, but he doesn't say, uh, fuck this shit, as AEW have been told to tone that down. 
Coleman comes out uh, to help on commentary. I liked him. I actually really enjoyed his commentary. Can we get uh, Coleman, Jr., and Taz on commentary and just get rid of Excalibur completely? Because I'd be down for that. Um, mm. These two have uh, what was a fi- just it was a fine match. I don't, I don't, the fine the match was fine. The match was fine. Uh, switches, holds, slams kind of ruled the day. Uh, they keep the strikes to a minimum as it's part of the rules that were sort of being explained as we're trying to watch the goddamn match. Um, yeah. Problem here is even though you're in Garcia's hometown, the crowd didn't seem to know who was the face and who was the heel. Um, it didn't. It seems like that's sort of a problem with this match type in general. Everybody's supposed to shake hands and make nice, which then it's really hard to know who to cheer and who to boo if nobody's cheating. Um, Excalibur says, we're witnessing a classic. Excalibur, let me just tell you Hmm. that absolutely no one will give two shits or a fuck what happens in this match a week from now. Nobody. I have to review it. And if I didn't, I would have already forgotten it. Jew. That's not a class. It's like if Mustafa Ali versus Drew Gulak was the main event on Raw tomorrow for the third time they wrestled. (laughs) (laughs) For some belt no one's ever heard of. Yeah. For some belt from some Australian promotion or something. The Outback Cruiserweight Championship. First of all, motherfuckers. You motherfuckers. First of all, Australia's actually got one of the biggest indie promotions in the world. Uh, you might have actually heard of it. It's called World Series Wrestling. I don't know if you, if you guys have heard of that before. No one's ever heard they of get, that. Well, they get the biggest names in wrestling other than WWE guys. I'm talking about from AEW. They, they always do shows here. A lot of big names always come down to those events. There was one recently where Buddy Murphy was on. Even Brian Cage was on it. This is only a couple of weeks ago, so... World Series Wrestling right here from Melbourne, man. I see when Pierce bi- posts about it. Right. Well, they, well, he works for PWA in Sydney. They're not on the same level as uh, World Series Wrestling, just quietly. So yeah, shove it up your is? ass, Pierce. <laughs> no, just joking. Well, yeah, exactly. Melbourne yeah, exactly. Is, the, is the wrestling capital of Australia. Mark my words. That's, that's great. It's true. Um, Garcia wins with a humping sharpshooter, I guess. That's fine. The humping sharpshooter. That's what's he I doing? Mean, rubbing his cock on on um on uh, what's his name's sort of thigh. Look, just rewatch the fucking finish. It was a humping <laughs> sharpshooter. It was a sharpshooter it, where so. he was also humping his opponent <laughs> while he was performing the sharpshooter. Oh uh, shit! I just call it like I see it, boys. <laughs> that's fucked. Uh, that's pretty fucked up, actually, man. That's bad. It's pretty lame. Garcia, uh, so Daniel uh, Danielson comes down to congratulate him, and he puts the belt on Garcia. And I just thought, fuck me, this guy looks so small, that belt's going to fall right off of his hips. Um, it didn't. Uh, but anyway, I'm sad for Superhuman, but I'm also I'm happy for Garcia. You know, it's been a long time since he, since he since he won the tag belts with with Braun Strowman at WrestleMania. So I'm, I'm happy for him that he's been able to to win another championship in wrestling. Uh, was it Marco Stun, his partner, Braun Strowman's? I, I, <laughs> they're all pretty fucking tiny. I don't know. 
these are all people who I would definitely not be afraid of in a bar. Uh, <laughs> I mean, Braun uh, Strowman, yes, I would, I would, I would give that. No, I don't want those hands. Yeah, no, no, thank you, no thanks. No, let me buy you a Molson. It'll get you drunk after a couple of them. It, honestly, Canadian beer is great. Let me just no. Hey, Canadian club is pretty good. Well, thank you, thank you. Um, I also just, think just that quietly. the Australian club is good too, other than all of your apparent incels. Um, hey. <laughs> the hell man <laughs> i don't give a fuck <laughs> it's all, all right, good well, i agree all right well okay guys let's give our final thoughts on this i'll go first i guess um this was not a good show uh mjf is great he's money anytime you do anything with that fucking guy i want to see what's going on um but it seems like it just seems like they want to go in the complete opposite direction you want a guy who comes off as legitimate, a guy who's talented, a guy who can act, like who can actually pretend like something is happening. Um, and instead, we're main eventing shows with fucking Garcia and Superhuman. And it's just like, why are we doing this? Why do we keep butting our fucking heads against a brick wall? Can somebody... You know, USA Network, I guess, you know, they're not working for him anymore. Can somebody please give Ben another job? Uh, because, <laughs> like, honestly, pretty much anybody I know who's a wrestling fan could do a better job than this. It's sad and it's pathetic, and I really get mad watching it sometimes. Kev? 100%. A year ago, this was my favorite show. And now it's pretty <laughs> tough to watch. Um even if they had a storyline built around a fake storyline built around this championship tournament, uh, made me care who's going to beat who, instead of making me want to see uh, Moxley versus MJF, MJF isn't even in the tournament. So maybe Jimmy, you were right. That is foreshadowing that Moxley is going to win this instead of Danielson. You're like right. storyline, put some effort into this, or uh, or at least acknowledge what happened last night. And, and uh, you know, it was just it was just kind of throw at the wall, copy and paste, paint by the numbers show. Felt like I seen the show between half on Raw and half on Dynamite every <laughs> week for the last eight years until recently, you know, with Raw improving. Just it was too much of the same. Uh, push the guys. If, my, why isn't Miro on TV again? Why is it, like, you know, push the guys you want to see? Why? Why isn't Miro on television again? What is he, just a once-a-month guy? Is that what's happening? Like, he's pretty much on a pay-per-view, that's it. Or he shows up, says nothing, and then we see a vignette of him saying, oh, God, I I hate you now, God. You know what I mean? Like, fuck, he should hate himself. Mm. He's got to redeem himself at this point, I'm just saying. And pun intended, he really needs to redeem himself. Otherwise, he's going straight back to where the grass is a lot more greener. Rusev day, all day. That's all I'm saying. I mean, at this point, you might just... You might, if you're a Rusev, you might just be like, "Yeah, listen, I'm gonna go back to WWE." Lana, you're not coming with me. <laughs> no, unless she's the Russian again. The Absolutely. ravishing Russian thing would work again. Yeah, that'd be great. She was great like that, man, and she looks fucking brilliant. Thing in wrestling back then, she tremendous. How many Absolutely. dollars would she win? She'd have them all. I, I, she would just have my wallet. She'd be the wallet kid. Wallet kid. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Uh, Oh, awesome. Jesus Kev, tell Christ. Them what, you tell know, the people where they can wait, find Wait, wait, wait. Before oh. they can... I'd buy that for a dollar. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, right. guys, you can follow me. Well, it's me, Rockhard, Jim Pranny, and Johnny the Jobber at Dollar Club Wrestling. We're on Facebook, iTunes, Twitter, Dollar Club 24-7. Um, it's not always me posting that. It. Sometimes it's Jim, but it's usually me. Oh, oh, I and, thought it was you. <laughs> yeah, always you. They all have access to the page, but it's usually me just because I am I watch all the shows and I'm more on top of everything. Something that oh, right. I'll, tell, I'll tell Jim just to take care of the notifications today if I'm busy, too busy at work and stuff. Uh, ProWrestlingTees.com. You can search Dollar Club Wrestling on there. This is our number one seller, our women's shirt, actually, our pink one. It's a, a male oh, one. Yeah. And my personal stuff's at Sexy Time. So give us a check out, guys. Every Thursday night, we film our podcast, too. Uh, Dollar Club Wrestling Podcast, too. Like, it'll be on iTunes and YouTube every uh, Thursday night. I'll be joining you tomorrow, actually, Kate. That's right. So You're I'm pumped. I was meant to join you two weeks ago, but because of our show here at the skirmish, I finished too late and you guys only went an hour. So I'm looking forward to it. So check me out tomorrow on Dollar Club Wrestling. And I'm actually looking forward to it. Yeah, Sorry. Rockhard uh, Jim Prendy was attacked by a master sailing. We're gonna show that uh that footage tomorrow. You're gonna see for the first time. Ooh, interesting. <clears throat> right. Well nice. as as you as you attempt to unmask someone, Jimmy is uh hiding his face from us. But uh, Jimmy, oh, tell the people yeah. where they can fucking find you, bro. Well, they can find me right here at the pwcnetwork.podbean.com where you can find all our shows right here on the network. Also, like and subscribe at channelattitude.com where for five bucks, you can hear me and possibly even Kev and Chris talking AEW every Friday night, specifically Rampage. Also, please like and subscribe at hmgtheblowoffpod.com and I think that's it. So, yeah, Chris, take it home, my friend. Right on. Well, you can find me at ChrisAms1 on Twitter. That is the only place where you can find me. Um, am I supposed to? What? You want me? Oh, yeah. No, uh, I forgot to mention. If you want to follow me on Twitter. Exactly. Right. And the PWC Network on Twitter. At the PWC Network. Um, I am at ChrisAms1. Um, yeah, this show was crap, but uh, you've been wonderful. Uh, thank you for listening to everybody who's been listening. Thank you. Uh, to the fans who uh, have made us, you know, kind of, sort of popular on the iTunes charts. It's kind of fun to watch. Uh, but for Jimmy T and for Sexy Time Panetta, I've been Chris Ams. You've been great. Thank you very much. We'll see you next week. See you.
WC Network, what the world is watching and listening to.